0: We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for December 2nd, 2019. Today we're going to start off with kind of a little, uh, I don't know if you call it Bible study, and uh, looking at some of the spiritual issues, and then we'll get right into the current event issues. This was a video, now this is a little bit dated, this was in April 22nd, 2017, but it's entitled, Poland Takes a Stand, Jesus Christ is the Lord of Our Country. Now Poland also has to be happens to be one of the countries that is not taking in Islam. So because they have you know halfway of a head on their shoulders, they're they're not also taking it. And this is as current as April 2nd, 2019. There was a video that was put out saying here's why Poland takes in millions of migrants, just not Muslim ones. So it kind of goes along with this. So I'm gonna play this now. A lot of this this isn't a really long video i'm going to be you're not gonna i mean unless you speak polish you're not going to understand the uh the language that they're speaking i don't but i'll kind of be stopping and interpreting along the way because i just feel like that if (laughs) i mean this would be like my dream for america this would really be my dream for the world to have this going on in in countries across the world so oh november of 2015 Polish patriots calling to defend Christianity marched for their independence in the wake of the Islamic
1: invasion of Europe.
0: Now it's showing like it looks to be in totality millions of people marching in Poland. It was the biggest
2: march in Poland's history.
0: I mean it's huge and again if you're watching the video you'll actually see the overhead aerials there's no way they could capture it unless they had like aerial footage to see how many people were in this march not
3: one report from the msm
0: I meaning the mainstream media not one report you ever hear about this i i, I didn't either but it's legitimate i mean there's tons of commenters below on there that are from poland that you know verify this information but you know you're not going to see this any because it glorifies jesus christ and they can't have that at all the guy starts out praise be our lord jesus christ forever amen My beloved, today the enemies of our church and homeland must be going mad seeing this huge army of patriots. Who have God, honor, and homeland in their hearts and are ready to die for it. It's obvious that the leftist propaganda does its best to destroy us, destroy the church, and destroy the Polish people. Man, this is amazing. This is the gentleman you're hearing in the background. We can't let this happen. We are Christian soldiers going to war for Poland. There's millions of people here. They're not aware of the fact that the more they attack us, the more spirit of our nation rises. Our spirit, our spirit, the soul of our nation. They're all carrying, I think the Polish flags I mean, it's, I mean, it's a lot of people. We are conscious of our roots, conscious of our Christian heritage. And I'm sorry about the pauses in between, but it's as quick as it goes. God, honor, homeland. Honestly, this, to me, reminds me of what what would happen when you don't have, like, the corporate 501c3 type church just controlling the narrative and controlling the Christians in a particular given country in this case. And I'm not saying Poland's perfect, okay, by any stretch of the imagination, but, I mean, obviously this is a, a far cry than what's really happening here on a real level you know i just think you've got a lot of wolves in sheep's clothing leading a lot of different christians in america and those christians may be well-intentioned but they're not getting like a lot of the truth that they need to be getting in order to be properly equipped and again that's kind of why this ministry exists we must follow the words of the apostle paul who says It's my privilege to go to those who still do, hold on, I'm sorry, who still do not know Christ. We must come out of our temples, churches and denominations. I agree. We must go and tell the truth about Christ, we have to do it. Be ready to be spat at, be ready to be persecuted. But our strength, power, and courage comes from the only Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.
3: You just don't hear this
0: in America, really. We are, we are, we are Polish. But see, this is, again, this is why they have to take our, our national identity away from us as Americans. Or any other country, for that matter. And again, like I've said before, the, the backbone of this, the real, the, the essence of the absolute Mass media brainwashing, Hollywood brainwashing—you know, commercials that are on. Who is behind that? Well, the, the the core root of what's behind that, and I understand the Illuminati is comprised of many different demographics, but the the core root of the media that's responsible for the brainwashing and their main mission is the synagogue of Satan. and They've openly admitted to it. The rabbis have come, and these are the same ones that control Hollywood and control all the major news networks, and they've they've come and said that the white race has to be destroyed in order for them to bring in the antichrist they believe that christianity i'm sorry I left out christianity christianity and the white races have to be destroyed in order to bring in the their upcoming awaited savior which is the antichrist and the false prophet now that's not my words that's their words okay now sure they'd like to destroy all the races if they could but black you know brown, whatever races that, that exist on the planet, whatever countries have strong nationalistic identities. Um, now granted, you could be in China and say, well, they have a strong nationalistic identity. I'm talking about countries that are still you know, free for the most part, like Poland would be a, a great one. And they wanna destroy that sense of nationalism Erase all the borders, interbreed with all of the peoples there through the hordes of mass migrations of Muslims, and it's it's particularly important for the synagogue of Satan. And I have played the audio clips for them to to bring in masses amount of of um, Muslims from the Middle East, in particular black men from Africa, to interbreed with the white women. Now that's their words; it's not mine. They want they want to create what they say in their own words as our coming inevitable brown future that's their words it's not mine okay so you can call me racist all day long i'm not the one that's that's put this information i'm not the one who's proudly openly put this information out for public consumption and i played the quotes on numerous occasions that's their agenda it's not mine um, but what that does is if you have a mass interbreeding of cultures One of the things it's going to accomplish is it's going to totally erase all national identity at all. Because you're going to have all this melting pot, this amalgamation of all these different cultures that don't really have unity to anything. They they don't have any kind of national identity. And they're going to be very, um, it's going to be very easy for that type of um, created mass demographic to follow whatever the Antichrist and the false prophet tell them to do and that's why they want to create it at least in part dearly beloved we are christian soldiers the great army of poland we cannot forget the fact that history repeats itself In 1944, we were persuaded to accept the Soviets. In 2015, we were persuaded to accept the Islamic Islamic fundamentalism. We shall never accept it. We shall never accept it. We're not concerned with peaceful Muslims. We're concerned with their fundamentalism. But again, as I've said before, The peaceful muslims all they are is a beachhead all they are is a fifth column um set of troops to bring in the facade of peaceful islam while in reality they're all they're doing is which is very important they're establishing a beachhead okay so peaceful peaceful islam is the first step because there is no such thing as peaceful islam the 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 quran clearly says kill and slay and behead the infidel and rape and subjugate the women Okay, So there is no such thing as peaceful Islam, but you can give, whenever you're first invading the country, you give the facade of peaceful Islam, and we're your good buddies, and we're peaceful, while all the more they're actually acting as a cover for the Muslims that they are moving in, many times under the cover of darkness, um, and establishing this beachhead and and letting them set up Muslim terror cells where they're doing their training and making their biologicals, ultimately to be green-lighted one day. And this has been going on in America for decades at this point. We do not need any violence in Poland. We don't need the aggression in the name of Allah. No rapes, no lynches, no terror. Yeah, because that's what Islam brings. We must stand up to it all agree we don't need the hatred of the Quran what we need is the love and the truth of the gospel always the gospel never the Quran can you imagine if they were doing this in America praise the Lord Jesus Christ and they're just they're chanting it over and over dearly beloved the leftist and the Islamic aggression against Christianity in our nation is a serious concern no one will ever take away our Christian heritage not the Muslims, not the leftists, not Obama. <laughs> because they knew how evil Obama was. Ajim Chojari, who became famous for demanding to introduce Sharia law in Great Britain, said... Now, this is another lady speaking, I guess. One day Sharia law will also be introduced into Poland. Because we will believe that it is necessary to remove all oppression." Re- oppressive regimes if the people are governed by somebody else than Allah it's a form of oppression (laughs) thanks to our politics your regime will be overthrown and people will be happy with no heads though (laughs) in other words this this devil politician was saying all this you'll be happy you're going to be have Islam forced on you and you're going to like it you're not going to have a you're going to be happy but you're not going to have a head essentially because they're going to you know lop off your head like the Quran tells them to do Islam, Imam, in our land. You will not introduce any of your Islamic rules. In this is Poland. This is our land. Our country. Our rules. Our values. Here, Jesus Christ is our king. Praise the Lord. We're not interested in any European directives nor immigration quotas either. I repeat, these are not our wars it's not our culture it's not our faith and not our immigrants meaning that muslims god honor homeland whoo man i'll tell you man if that don't get you fired up your woods wet as they used to say in the baptist church i was in wow praise the lord jesus christ and i also give you the link to the video here's why poland takes in millions of members migrants not just muslim ones and that was just released in 2019 and that was one of their political officials talking so it's not this isn't like a rumor you know now again i'm not saying poland's perfect but man can you and again no mainstream media coverage at all like it never happened well that's what they do they just mainstream media is lies and uh, that's what they're there for It's to make sure you don't get the truth and that all you're going to get is their their lies about climate change and whatever false narrative they're trying to give you now this one is entitled this happens in the unseen world when we fast and pray so this is just a good one to kinda very good information to know
3: what happens in the unseen world when you fast and when you pray it's the story of Moses and the Amalekites Moses and the children of Israel fighting the Amalekites and God told him to go up on the mountain and lift his hands toward heaven he said in Exodus 17 and verse verse 11 lift your hands Moses God commanded him to and as long as he had his hands in a physical posture raised toward heaven in obedience to what God told him to do with a physical command and place a posture the way what he did with his body as long as as he had physical obedience he was winning the battle in the unseen world because of his physical obedience this story is important because it reinforces The fact that physical obedience, listen, brings spiritual release. You can say, well, if God's going to win the battle, he'll just win the battle. But in this story, God said, what you do with your physical body, Moses, determines whether or not this particular battle
0: is going to be won. In other words, and he's going to relate this to fasting. Fasting is crucifying the flesh. So when, you're, when you fast, you're crucifying, the, you're bringing your body into physical obedience and some battles cannot be won um, other than when you combine prayer and fasting and, and the Bible is very clear on that.
3: Because physical obedience brings spiritual release. That's why this story is so important that somehow there is a connection between what we do physically and what happens spiritually. What we do here with our physical bodies makes a difference of what happens in the unseen world. Angels were released into that battle when he raised his hands physically. If his hands started coming down, because God told him to do it, and if his hands started coming down, then the angels would withdraw and the enemy would begin to defeat. Hebrews chapter 1 says that angels are sent out to render services on behalf of those who inherit salvation. It says the angels uh, of God are spirits that are sent as as flames of fire. It says it in that same chapter later. In that same chapter, he'll make his ministers flames of fire. He he, he mentions that that there is breath, there is wind, It's wind and fire. That's what angels are like. And he said, I'll release those angels and they will be dispatched into the situation. So get it now. Here's the point. Hands are raised. And as long as Moses obeys what God tells him to do with a physical act, the battle is won because of what he's doing physically with his body. If his hands go down, then he begins to lose the battle. You see, the Bible said, lift up your hands without wrath or doubting. The word wrath means don't get mad about the instruction God's giving you to do something physically. Do it without wrath and then do it without doubting. Doubting means don't question what good does it do. Don't question when God tells you to do something physically, if he said lift your hands, don't stand there arguing with God saying, I don't have to do that. No, the truth is physical obedience brings spiritual release every time. In the modern church, we have reduced everything down to feelings and intellect and not to any physical actions. I feel like I'm humble, so I never have to get on my knees and bow before the Lord. I feel like I love the Lord, and I worship Him on the inside, and I don't have to clap my hands. I don't have to raise my hands. I don't have to stand to my feet and worship God physically with my body. God knows my heart. I feel faith, so I don't have to risk anything. I have faith in my heart everything gets reduced down in the modern day church to internal stuff and there is no outward manifestation. But if you tell your wife or your husband, I love you on the inside but you never show it on the outside, they're going to question you. And God says, sometimes I demand of my people a physical act of obedience before I release spiritual reward. And fasting is one of those acts of obedience. There are times when God requires of all of us a physical action. A physical action. Why? Because there's a connection between the physical action here and the spiritual power that is released there. Moses with his hands up, as long as his hands are up, Israel wins. Physical obedience releases spiritual power, favor, help, protection, healing, miracles, blessing. And when you begin to fast and pray, you release God's supernatural power and forces of heaven. I'm going to show you this right out of the Bible. You know, I I hear this little saying, higher levels, higher devils. And that's a good saying, and I get it. You know that the higher you go up in God, the more the devil fights you. But it's almost that's, that statement almost glorifies the devil to me. Higher levels, higher devil. It almost says, I don't want to, I don't want to get, oh, I don't want to go too high, cause then the devil'll know who I am and really attack me. He already knows who you are. And who is protected more on a battlefield? A private, a new enlisted soldier? Or a five-star general who has more soldiers around him protecting him the private or the general the truth is listen to this higher level higher angelic protection higher angelic participation in the assignment God has given you. The greater God trusts you with greater assignments, the greater he's, like Elisha, when he when his servant went out and said, oh my God, the Assyrians are surrounding us. What are we going to do, prophet? He said, just relax. Lord, open his eyes, and he looked out, and, and when he looked again, he saw chariots of horses and fire surrounding them, because the higher the call on your life and assignment, the higher the divine protection of God around you and your Family don't uh, be afraid to dream big to ask big to believe get big I'm not gonna back down because I'm scared the devil will fight me more if we keep doing more We've just begun and we're going to higher levels and we're gonna have more angelic protection Clap your hands and praise God if you believe it Daniel chapter 10 I'll begin reading with verse 2 in those days I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant bread, no meat, no wine, came in my mouth. Nor did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Verse 10. Suddenly, while I was fasting, while I was eating vegetables... While I was seeking God while I was praying I made a vow I told God and if you read Daniel chapter 1 he goes into detail of what he ate he said I ate vegetables and water and I abstained from pleasant food he said while I was in this three week time an angel came verse 10 suddenly a hand touched me that made me tremble on my knees and on the palm of my hands and he said O Daniel man greatly beloved understand the words I speak to you this is an angel talking to him and notice he said I come and this is how God feels about you O Daniel man greatly beloved understand the words I speak to you stand upright for I have been sent to you. While he was speaking the word to me, I started to tremble. Verse 3, he said, I ate no pleasant bread. Listen carefully. The word pleasant there is desirable. I ate no pleasant or desirable bread. What's interesting is when When Daniel 11 said, or Daniel 10 in verse 11 says, "Oh, Daniel, man, greatly beloved." The word "greatly beloved" is the same word described desirable. Oh, Daniel, greatly desired. I ate no desirable bread. God's response was, "Oh, Daniel, you are greatly desired by me." I ate no desirable food, I became a man greatly desired by God during this 21 days. There's a difference folks between God's love and God's favor. God's love is 100% full on seven days a week. 24 hours a day, there's nothing you can do that can make him love you more. There's nothing you can do that can make him love you less. You don't earn it. You can never deserve it. His love is full. His love is free. And God loves you. There is a difference between God's love and God's favor. Favor is different because it is initially given to us as a gift. And its increase in our life is dependent upon our stewardship of what we do to gain God's favor. The love of God is is absolutely full and free. It's perfect love and it's full and it's yours. But the favor of God does not come in its fullness on your life until you do certain things that gets God's attention. You can't buy God's favor, but you do not get more of God's favor without sacrifice. The increase of favor comes from obedience and sacrifice. Daniel's story is a story of favor. It's a picture of unusual increase of favor. God says when you win my favor when you do things there's something about you doing a physical act of obedience that brings spiritual release of favor and blessing look out miracles will come favor will come blessing will come God will raise you up it's less of you and more of him and you know when you get there to God be the glory he said Daniel, man, greatly beloved, understands the words that I speak to you. Stand upright, for I have been sent to you. Do not fear. Daniel, listen, from the first day you set your heart to understand and humble yourself before God, your words were heard. I have come because of your words. Listen now, the angel's talking. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. There was a principality over Persia, which is Iran. And this strong demon power withstood me, the angel said, for 21 days. But because you kept fasting and praying, Michael, one of the chief princes, Michael, came to help me. There are three major angels, Gabriel, Michael, and Lucifer. Lucifer failed, Gabriel brings messages, but Michael is the warring angel. And he was sent as reinforcements. To break through the enemy's resistance. Now, let me explain something to you. There is no battle between God and Satan. God, God's not warring with the devil. God said, If I by the finger of God cast Satan out, all God's got to do is flip his finger. He, he gave the devil a, the, the finger and, and cast him out of heaven. There's not like this big battle. There is no war between God and Satan. But listen, everything was created for a purpose. There is a war between the angelic forces and demonic forces and you and I get to vote who wins. That's what this story teaches. That there are angels and demons that are battling and angels have the answer to prayer and they're battling. And you and I, what we do physically can release spiritual power to those angels. We vote in the battle of the heavenlies now let me close with this thought in that story in Mark chapter 17 when the disciples said why could we not cast this devil out Jesus gave two reasons he said you have unbelief and you are a perverse generation in other words he was saying to his own disciples because that's who asked him number one if you have unbelief you have you have disconnected from God You have disconnected from the Word. You have disconnected from praise and worship. You have disconnected from church. You have disconnected from my presence. You have disconnected from hungering for me. And when you disconnect from God, unbelief begins to take over. You're not faith-filled. Unbelief begins to take over your life. Fear, anxiety, hopelessness, despair. And he said, first of all, your unbelief, you're disconnected from God. Now watch this. And you're perverse. It comes from the word pervert. In other words, he's saying, you, you're not connected to God. And on top of that, you're too connected to the world. But let me tell you how you fix that. This kind comes by fasting and prayer. What is prayer? Prayer is connecting to God. Connecting back to God. Fasting is disconnecting from the world disconnecting from the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes, the pride of life I don't care who you are, I constantly I am your pastor I am your preacher, I do this full time and I constantly have to go back and align myself and say God help me because I'm disconnecting from you and I'm connecting to the world and that's why I love this season when we get real, when we get honest, when we get to this place where we feel like we're disconnected from God, we're too connected to the world in comes fasting and it disconnects us from the world and in comes prayer it reconnects us to God and suddenly we have dominion and power over the enemy and a fresh anointing and we obtain the favor of God again on our lives somebody give him a great shout of praise don't you want that say this if i give up desirable food i'll become very desirable to god the next 21 days that's not a boastful statement that's not an arrogant statement but the fact that god can say over me and all he did was gave up meat and bread and sugar and ate vegetables And God said, oh, Daniel, you are greatly desirable to me because you're doing something physical that brings spiritual release in heaven.
0: Okay, so we have that, and that's just some really great things to always keep in mind uh, <clears throat> regarding ways to connect to God, and also um, praise and worship, and, um, you know, the, it's it's just awesome and always important to keep those types of things in the forefront of our, of our mind as we progress into all of this wickedness that we're seeing constantly, and um, I mean, I see it, (laughs) it's kind of my job, and it's very important that we stay grounded in the Lord Jesus Christ, extremely. And again, this next report is kind of evidence of why, and and this is increasing at a breakneck um, pace, and it's entitled Witchcraft in Central Texas. Now, this is going on all over the planet, but this is just a local TV news report, about witchcraft in central texas what is it really and why is it getting more popular so i'm going to go ahead and play this video from this local uh tv affiliate here
4: Welcome back. When trick-or-treaters show up at your door this week, you'll probably see more than a few witches. It's a pretty popular costume. But for an entire group of people, including many in Central Texas, witchcraft is a way of life. In this week's Your Best Life, I sit down with a local woman who says being a witch makes her feel like a truly empowered woman. Between the candles, the books, the signs, artifacts, and not one but two black cats, It's easy to tell when you're inside Michelle Morris's clean home that a witch lives here. Morris is an eclectic pagan and practicing witch. She's also the high priestess and leader of Fort Hood Open Circle, a non-denominational pagan congregation that's been a recognized religious organization on post for more than 20 years. We have a lot of just eclectic...
0: And I've seen this hairstyle a lot with with women in particular where they're shaving now the sides of their heads and their hair is short but they're sh- also shaving the sides of their head and it's almost like the bible talks about that the glory of a woman is her long hair now i understand not all women can grow long hair i get that i understand that but that is the covering that the bible mentions in the new testament that regarding a woman having power over her uh, over her own head. It's not a head covering. Now, I guess if you had short hair, then you could make a biblical case for wearing a head covering as a woman in church or in prayer. I get that. Okay. Um, but it's very clear it says the glory of a long, of the woman is her long hair and that is her essentially her covering and th- there's some spiritual stuff going on there that I don't quite fully comprehend or understand, but when I see a woman like this too with really you know not only really short hair but also where she's shaving the sides of her head like you know you would go into the army and get a crew cut almost that's how close they're shaving you just all i can really think particularly when i see women shaving their heads is rebellion and rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and she is a witch and she's openly you know full empowerment full feminazi movement this is why the witches will gravitate this because they inherently do they want to be in rebellion to god essentially and she's proud of it she's glorying in her shame she loves it
5: pagans we also have a lot of norse pagans it is definitely not as uncommon as people think morris oh, no. says not all mi- she's
0: got a she's got a uh i don't know if betty white's a witch but she's got like it looks like one of those catholic candles She's one of these types of witches that has, you know, hodgepodge everything, you know, the de- deities. But she's got this, one of these sacred heart candles, which normally you'd see Mary, like wh- whoever the Catholic Church terms as Mother Mary, which, you know, there's no Bible for worshiping Mother Mary in the Bible, you know, but they do that. They, re- they view Mary as the co-redemptrix with Jesus. And Mary, you got to get to Jesus through Mary because Mary is the one that would, gave birth to Jesus, and she's the only one that can really... really well, not, this is what the Catholic Church teaches, but in this particular case, it has the head of Betty White on that. So I, I don't know what that's about, but uh, nothing would surprise members me. ...of
4: the group are witches, but she's seen more and more young women identify as witches in recent years. Being a witch,
5: identifying as a witch, has always, throughout all of recorded history, been a position of self-empowerment in a world that denied equal humanity
0: oh like, yeah like it's so such a wonderful thing being in rebellion to god and there's no consequences at all it's just about self-empowerment there's no wickedness associated with you all you're getting from this witch is forked tongue lies which is kind of what you you should expect because she's demon possessed through the toenails so you can't expect to get any kind of real truth especially when she's trying to put her best foot forward on tv you're going to get just a boat full, fo- a boatload full of lies from her
5: have a deity that looks like them. They can relate in a spiritual way to a mother figure rather than being limited to only a father figure. So
4: what's it mean to actually practice witchcraft? It is either a personal
5: practice that is generally done for personal empowerment or it can be a spirituality that would fall under the umbrella of paganism and they may or may not do magic and what is witchcraft
0: i'll tell you what the the stuff she's got there she's no she's no white witch she's got literally a uh the upside down star in baphomet they're showing things of her apartment and this woman's into some really dark stuff here she may act like she's whatever but overtly they're they're showing different parts of her like little apartment house that she lives in and she's into some very very dark stuff here
5: it's not devil worship <laughs>
0: That's
5: probably <laughs> even, the biggest... even
0: though you've got a picture of at the devil literally in your in your living room with a candle burning by it with an upside down star over it but it's not what you think it is it's not the devil who is it then is it mickey mouse is it pluto is it D- daffy duck Yes, it's all three of those things wrapped up into one. It's not, but it's not anything wicked or evil, of course. It's like she's asking you to totally ignore what the news report is showing in her own house. And she's, she's telling you to, su- to suspend your intellect, suspend any type of whatever you're seeing right before your eyes, and telling you it's something good.
5: And the biggest misconception out there. And, and
0: again, the Bible says, woe unto the, them that call evil good and good evil. And woe unto them that reward evil for good, which is very, very, very common right now. When, you know, if you do good to somebody, many times, if you do good to somebody, expect to be rewarded evil for the good that you've done. Uh, It happens to me all the time. (laughs) So, um, and I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that is just something as a Christian, as things get darker, you're going to see more of
5: enough uh the devil's a christian creation we don't have one can anyone be a witch
0: even though she worships the devil even though she's got pictures of kali which is the goddess of death the second most highest um uh deity in all of hinduism who is the daughter of shiva you know kali who's got like six arms two of them the the top ones are holding up um I think knives and the middle ones are open, are holding severed heads, and the, and the bottom ones are holding plates to, to catch the blood dripping off the heads. Even though she's got overt pictures of Buffamit, Kali, and all this stuff, she's, she's casting a five point star. She's got a, a skull in her house, you know. But it's all good, It's it's all innocent, good, clean, fun, you know. There's nothing wicked or anything about any of this. You just, you know, just don't believe what your eyes are telling you.
5: Anyone can be a witch. It's a self-identification. You can be a witch as a practitioner and follow a different spirituality entirely.
0: We have Christian witches. Christian witches. That's my favorite. It's like Christian pornography. I think Christian witches and Christian pornography are right up there together. You know, I, I think that that's a, that's a real hot one. That's, that's really, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Well, it feels right. I, I, it, You know, my heart tells me it's okay to do this. Well, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And the Bible says, he who trusteth in his own heart is a fool. So this is why how people get wrapped up in all this false religion like this. Where, you know, yeah, I'm a Christian by day and a witch by night. Or, or, or I'm a Christian witch or whatever. I mean it's it's absolute total insanity it is confusion and god is not the author of confusion we have buddhist witches and this woman's the most confused person in the place she's got every uh like deity and iconic thing you can imagine she's got stuff from from buddhism hinduism um uh over witchcraft she's got catholic stuff in there she's got orthodox crosses she's got a little bit of everything She's like one-stop shopping for, for um, you know, every false religion you could imagine. We have Catholic witches. Catholic. They have- and he, she's got pictures of Catholic icons in her house. Now, I guarantee you she probably doesn't have a King James Bible, unless it's to, like, desecrate it, but I doubt she'd even have it for that reason. The reason that a witch like this can have Catholic icons and Catholic candles and things of this nature, because it's all idolatry. And that's why the Catholics removed the second commandment out of their 10 commandments because they took the one about bowing down to idols and and all that other stuff. They literally took this out. The Catholic church did so that they could split. I think it was either the ninth or the 10th commandment in two, and they'd still have their 10 commandments. But they they got the one about idolatry out of there so they can have all their little Catholic garbage they bow down to because, hey, it's big business and it's idolatry. And it's very important for Satan to keep idolatry in the Catholic church. So. Of course, you'll go. You'll go down to Haiti, and from my research in Haiti, ninety-five percent of the people there practice Voodoo, but ninety percent of them also practice Catholicism. Why? Because they're so compatible. You have all the idolatrous systems that you can commingle between the two devil death cults. All the time.
4: What about
5: spells? I like to make the analogy that spells are very similar to prayers. They're all energy and intent. And how about magic? Prayers to Satan. Real. Absolutely. Just like miracles are real. Personally, I've seen... So
0: she's going to equate spells and witchcraft and those working with, like, I'm assuming she means real holy miracles. Well, they're they're two totally different things. One is going to bring glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. And one... Remember, Satan, how is Satan the false prophet going to come? How are they going to deceive the whole world? Through signs, lying wonders, and miracles, and their sorcery, which is the root word for pharmakia. That's why it's important for them to have everybody drugged out of their minds in today's day and age. And that, those drugs come in many forms. You got all these people vaping. Well, that's a form of a drug. Collapsing their lungs, kids dropping dead from that stuff. Well, that's a drug. It's chemicals, okay? That's a form of pharmakia. So is, um, anything that alters really your mind that you're addicted to, you know, we're not supposed to, to, we're supposed to bring our body into subjection. We're not supposed to have other things bringing our body into that subjection, meaning ruling over us. So there's a lot of different pharmakia in the world, but yes, you could look at the more overt pharmakia, obviously. Okay. Um, but I think it comes in many, many shapes and sizes as well
5: a part of things that can't be explained by natural law and science but I think a more important conversation is maybe starting a part of things that can't be explained by natural law and science but I think a more important conversation is maybe start normalizing the fact that nobody questions when a christian says miracles are real But if a witch says magic is real, we get looked at like maybe we have two heads when we're talking.
0: Notice how she only is concerned with Christians. Because if you're a true, real witch, that's all you're going to really be. All the other religions are Satan's. In fact, most of the ones that call themselves Christians, a lot of them are taken over by Satan too. I'm sorry, but you're going to walk into many Presbyterian churches and probably have any chance to get saved. I was brought up in, in a Lutheran middle school and I never heard the gospel one time. Went to a Catholic high school. And never heard the gospel one time, ever. Now I'm not saying that's not possible. I'm just saying it's not the norm, and it's especially not going to be the norm as we become, we move more toward this politically correct where we can't offend anybody, and in order to offend no one, then you you can't preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is an exclusive thing. I mean, there is only one way. Okay. And it's through Jesus Christ, that's it. Well, that that chaps the hide of all the other religions and all the other devil death cults out there on the planet, which believe there's many ways to wherever you're trying to get to. Nirvana, heaven, hell, whatever you think you know, is good on the other side. Because some people do think hell is good. Um, so that's really the only one she's going to question or, or, or to not so subtly attack. Because the demons that possess this woman know full well that Christianity is really the only real enemy of the likes of her and her spellcasting abilities. Because if people were praying against her, which they should be, all her powers would be stripped probably within that hour if actually true Christians got on their knees and prayed specifically for her. So what happened to Bill Schneblin. Okay? And again, I just think that they view the christians like such jokes anymore they don't really mind coming out of the closet and just openly you know doing videos like this now i'm not talking about my listeners i'm just saying in general i think witches and warlocks have become more and more emboldened as they gain in numbers they're going to be coming out of the closet and as christians don't pray against this type of stuff then they're going to become more emboldened and their spells are going to work better
5: about the same sort of belief in something that's inexplicable and bigger than we are.
4: So should people be afraid of witches? Morris says, absolutely not. We're not out to try. Well, again,
0: every single thing this witch says is a total lie. So just, you know, obviously you you, you shouldn't be afraid of witches as a a Christian, Um, but I would say war from a spiritual standpoint against them, pray for their salvations. I have a prayer that that I've that I've put out regarding the witches. In fact, I'll repost it under this so you can so you can have it. I pray it three four times a week, maybe maybe on on a given week if I'm really slammed, maybe two times. But I truly believe, and it it was given to me by a deliverance minister from Tasmania, a longtime listener, and um. It's a really great prayer to incorporate into what your everyday actions are as a Christian. It's a great way to start out the day. So now, I will say this, if a witch coven or a witch is targeting you, like it's targeted this ministry and Taylor and myself many, many times, and they've tried to kill us I don't know how many times. um, Yeah, it's something you definitely want to be concerned about. I'm not saying you go around in fear because the fear of man bringeth a snare. But you go to the Lord and preferably, you know, pray with other people or at least because prayers are more effective when when prayed together and or maybe even have two or three people in your area praying against the witchcraft going on in your area over your spe- specific location, because it doesn't matter where you live every single place. I mean, unless you like live where there's like not 100 people in a 100 mile radius around you, you you're going to have witches in your area that are praying against christians and praying against anything holy good and these types of things and releasing spells and curses and things like this over the population and against in particular the christians which is really their only ones they're battling at this point so yes bear that in mind and again i just reposted the prayer from um my deliverance minister in tasmania my listener and he said, this is a very powerful prayer against witchcraft, with fasting even more powerful. Well, we just talked about fasting. This prayer can shut down witches and Satanists forever, bring, bringing that this prayer basically shuts down the senders of the hexes and the vexes by returning their evil to them sevenfold. And I turn this into a prayer, into a blessing that they would need to turn to Jesus for their own curse to be removed, which is brilliant. Because, see, that's a way you can still bless those that curse you. But at the same time, you're not blessing them to do more evil, which I think is is the happy medium that Christians need to strike. I mean, do we, I I know the Bible says bless them that curse you, but does that mean bless them in their wickedness? Oh God, let let the witches prosper in their wickedness. Bless them. No, obviously he would never have us pray that way. So using biblical common sense, this particular prayer fits the bill. Okay, so um, this would save them from hell and being saved from hell is a blessing yes okay so i'll just i'm i'm posting this it'll be on oh about page probably about page four of the of the uh, pdf for december 2nd 2019 at contendingfortruth.com so um let's go further here
5: convert your children drag your teenagers into witchcraft
0: Oh no, They, they she, she has no intention to convert your children or drag your teenagers into witchcraft. That's why the children are the main ones that are being targeted with witchcraft through different like video games and different public school brainwashing things that I've mentioned over and over. Um, again, everything out of this witch's mouth is a total lie from the pit of hell.
5: I want to be allowed to do and enjoy the same freedoms that Christians take for granted.
4: So there you have it, straight from the witch's mouth. Fort Hood Open Circle hosts classes once a week and they celebrate eight other pagan holidays a year, including Samhain, which is this Saturday. You can find. Which
0: is Halloween, which is the highest satanic, you know, um, holiday for them, or holy day. And that's where we got these terms as holy days because those are satanic and pagan holy days. Samhain, Christmas, Ishtar, which is Easter. These things don't have to do with Jesus. But see, the Catholic Church you know back in the day repackaged those holidays those pagan holidays and put a christian wrapping and veneer on them but you know just because you put a bow on a pig doesn't make the pig good and wonderful and desirable and that's what they've done with these pagan holidays i've done and again if you don't believe me just can christmas easter valentine's day may day i've done studies on just about every one of the pagan holidays the major ones that are out there and this is the pagan calendar which the pagans own it's not there's nothing christian about any of it but we're just again we're just we're brainwashed from very early ages to think that these things are are have a christian veneer to them and they don't
4: more details about that group at- so they're
0: basically they're basically advertising the uh the um the witch in in her uh, her pagan stuff there so, let's go forward here. Um, California to force, internment, and seize the assets of the homeless. Now, this remember, California is a beta test for every place else. So, a new state law would allow the state to forcefully, con- quote, conserve. I love these these ter- this terminology that they use. Conserve people with mental illness. This means if you are homeless and determined to not be, quote, self-sufficient... The state can detain you and seize control of your finances. How are you going to have finances if you're homeless anyway? You're you're looking for the next five dollars to a lot of times to buy the next you know hit of, of um, heroin or fentanyl or, or meth, you know. I'm saying if you're hooked on drugs, well obviously you're going to be determined to be not self-sufficient. You're going to be determined to be, um, have a mental illness now so it says they could detain you and seize and control your finances until you prove yourself to be quote self-sufficient you're never going to see the light of day if you get under if they come and get you I've, i've talked about this at length where whole homeless camps disappear overnight but as many as homeless as they're creating by design on purpose out in california because of all the draconian things they're doing out there they're trying to get them off the streets quicker you know and and get them to the I don't know where they're taking them, but it's 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 probably, you know, only God knows. But I, it's not good. It's not good. They're being disappeared, in other words. In one town, Reading, they have proposed this in a letter sent to Governor Gavin Newsom demanding state of emergency powers. This was, In other words, they create this gigantic homeless problem, which they've done all by design on purpose. And then they come in with the solution. Problem, reaction, solution, a Galen dialectic you know satan comes in and gives you the remedy in this particular case the government satan this would allow them to essentially detain any person who is unhoused and take control of their finances while california but remember all the illegal aliens are going to be nice and tucked in and taken care of and, and living off your tax dollars While California as a whole is a family, is a fairly leftist state and Democrats have proposed a state law to conserve the homeless. Redding is actually a Republican district, believe it or not. They say California is the future of the United States. Well, I hope not. Well, if they have their way, yes. This is where all the beta testing is occurring. So I'm going to play this video here.
6: Ladies and gentlemen, this is an amazing story. This is the lead story for the day. FEMA camps are now out in the open, and the homeless are the excuse for implementing them. I believe this is a cover story for opening FEMA camps, training personnel without arousing suspicion with the public that someday these camps are going to be for you. Let's get into what I'm talking about. First of all, we're talking about illegal detention, illegal detainment, illegal asset seizure by the state of California. And what
0: else does this also do? if you see them on the streets rounding up homeless under the guise of whatever their excuse they're using here, and in your own mind it's justified because they're mentally ill, okay? what is it conditioning you for? Well, obviously, for roundups. So that now you've seen this once, it's not a big deal when you see it in the future when they're just gobbling up another demographic like Christians or conservatives, then it's going to be no big deal. They were deemed as... unmentally fit they needed to go that's what they're trying to do going after the
6: homeless now you know they haven't done anything for these people we have 70 blocks of unchecked continuous homeless people you've got diphtheria and typhoid all of these terrible illnesses and what has the state of California done not a thing nothing no thing they're jumping from Step one, all the way to the end, they're stepping from, well, we're we're doing nothing to now we're going to put you in camps. We're going to medically isolate you. When they've done nothing for these people in between, what could motivate that kind of behavior? Why wouldn't you take intermediary steps and provide health care to these people, serve them meals? Why wouldn't you do that? Why would you go to the expense of going from doing nothing to wanting to intern them and take their assets, and they have to prove, listen to this, this isn't constitutional justice, they have to prove in a court of law, who can afford it when you're homeless, that you are of sound mind and body to get your assets back. Are you kidding me? This is asset theft. This is just what the Nazis did to the Jews. And, you know, many Jewish people after World War II tried to go to the Swiss banks and most of them unsuccessfully did not get their relatives' property back. This is exactly what the state of California is doing. But even on a larger scale, this is the rollout and training of FEMA camps in America with live human beings. And you give me something else to interpret. Give You say, Dave, you're jumping from zero to 60. I agree. But look at the absurdity. Absurd conditions require extreme analysis, and we are looking now at a situation that's unparalleled in American history, except for what? Well, let's go Trail of Tears. We don't want certain Native American tribes in the Southeast, says Andrew Jackson in his administration in the 1830s, so he marches them across the country and thousands die. Oh my gosh, you can't be of Japanese descent and be a loyal American in 1942. Uh uh-uh, uh, can't have that. So we got to put you and your family in a camp and we're going to take your assets. You see, there's some precedent for this. This is scary, folks. This is really, really scary. I'm going to leave you with this final thought. And I've told this story before, but now this comes into full view. The late Larry Grathwall and I, we interviewed quite a number of times. He was also a frequent guest on the Hagman Report. Larry often liked to tell the story when he penetrated the Weatherman Underground as an FBI special informant that he asked Bill Bill Ayers, who visited the White House often when Obama was in office and helped put him there. He launched his political career into the State Senate in his Hyde Park, Chicago home. He asked him prior to all that, if you ever take over, meaning the Weatherman underground communists with Ivy League educations, and elite parent of background, they were total Bolsheviks. But if you ever take over, Bill, what will you do? Uh, have to uh, open up re-education camps, put 100 million Americans in them, and probably have to do away with, meaning murder, half of them. Ladies and gentlemen, I submit this is a step in that direction, and the state is complicit. If they do this, I'm calling on President Trump to declare emergency martial law, move in and arrest these officials for violation of civil liberties. Unlawful detention.
0: Fat chance.
6: This is not going to stand here in America. That's it for the Common Sense Show. Thank you so much.
0: Again, Dave's still firmly on the Trump train and, and so are most of his uh, listeners that are following him. You can just look at the chat logs next to it and see that. You know, nary nary anything spoken against Trump at all. Um, Like he's the, I don't know, our only hope type of thing. So, and and again, this is where I really diverge with with Dave and a lot of the other people in Alternative. Um, And what we're covering today on this situation in Virginia, the thing is, is almost... Most of the people reporting on the situation where you're going to have potential gun confiscation in Virginia, unless some radical things happen, um, are viewing this through the lens that Trump is a good guy and he's going to defend us. And we've got to get him in for for 20, not like the reality, which is actually he's all part of the problem and um, he's not a good guy and he's all part of the theater this big gigantic theater and con job that's being foisted upon humanity so the reality is is the situation in virginia if you look at it through honest eyes that views trump as actually a villain which he is the situation appears to be even far worse now again focus on the lord jesus christ our hope is not trump our hope is not the 2020 elections Um, Our hope is not in our guns and in all the stuff that we have. It's ultimately in the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. And that's what we have to keep going back to over and over again. I believe in order to maintain sanity as well, (laughs) because if you're, if you're putting, if you're focusing all of your trust on things that are man centered, well, they got bigger guns, they got more weapons, they got more schemes, they got more technology, they got more everything than we have but if you have jesus if you have the lord jesus christ they don't have anything greater than that they don't have anything even remotely comparable to the holy spirit living inside you that's what you have to maintain in your frame of reference um so as i've said that i'll go ahead and and start with the first report here and try to get some of this in here before I have to go to the next part. Flashpoint ahead. The gun control master plan and push for the final execution of the U.S. Constitution and the Bill of Rights in one fell swoop are all on display for all to see in Virginia. Yes, Virginia, there is an agenda to confiscate your firearms and the people are already revolting. Following the tidal wave of illegal immigration that turned the normally deep red state, meaning Republican state of Virginia, into solid blue Democratic on November 5th, Virginia's governor, Ralph Northam, wasted no time in showing the Democrats their true agenda for 2020 and into the future with Virginia Democrats already proposing Senate Bill 64. As AR-15 forum reports, should SB 64 pass, which they're going to start voting on this, I believe when they come back in session, I think it's like the first week of January or around there should sb 64 pass they'll soon be going after not only gun training classes but patriots and the militia and law-abiding american citizens with democrats of virginia going so far as to pre-file senate bill 64 on november 21st before it will officially be offered to the 2020 legislature there on january 8th on 2020 as we see in the excerpt from air 15's form story below if democrats have their way in virginia Being in a militia in Virginia could effectively be banned there or could, you know, obviously wind you in, you know, jail. Uh, As Breibart pointed out this in this November 23rd story, Virginia counties are wasting no time counteracting the Democratic agenda, declaring their counties to be Second Amendment sanctuary counties as seen in the map at the top of the story. Now I, I reposted the map, but I think there's many more counties added to that. I think it's up to like 18 now it's gaining which is good very very good second amendment sanctuary counties now it's ridiculous it has to come to this but it's good that this is happening because it's resistance and you know the the resistance to tyranny is a always a good thing well they've that expression resistance to tyranny is obedience to god because god is not you know for tyranny so uh, let's see here, and setting Virginia and America up for a showdown ahead. This, with this November 8th story at NC Renegade, entitled Hey Virginia, Molan Lobby." Now, all of these reports that I'm citing are all linked within this article, within this report, if you want to know more, respectively, respectively, you can click on those off the PDF for this date. Written, This was written just days after the election, and nearly two weeks before SB 64 was pre-filed in Virginia, warning that the governor, Ralph Northrum had confirmed the state was working on a gun confiscation program now okay so I just what you know this got triggered in my mind about this northern guy this is the same guy that wants to abort to um, execute the babies after they're born okay this is the same guy that's the at the spear tip of taking the guns away in Virginia so a homicidal, demon-possessed luciferian serial killer essentially is the ones that is is at the spear tip of trying to take away all the guns the governor in virginia and let me just revisit this territory this was from uh february 1st of this year governor virginia governor this governor Northrum, um is uh is the one that isn't backing down from comments defending third trimester abortion
2: Virginia's governor says he has no regrets on his comments earlier this week defending abortion, even as a baby is being born. In a news conference yesterday, Ralph Northam said Democrats believe legislatures, most of whom are men, should not be making decisions about women's choices for their
0: reproductive health. We a have- woman's choice to kill her baby. At birth, even. Okay, So, I told you it was going to get to this point. And I said, you know, at least if they're going to do this, and I've said this before in the past, at least give the baby a fair shot at everything it's not fair that the baby doesn't have an equal say in who gets killed so what you do is you have the baby and here's your choice the 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 arrow you spit you play one of those spin the spin the arrow games you know like they have one of the board games and one says doctor and then one says nurse and one says mother and one says father especially if the father and the mother are in compliance with this and then the last one's baby so the baby will only have a one in five chance of getting killed Uh, you know at least in that particular case it's it's a fighting obviously i wouldn't even want that but i'm just saying i wonder how many um of the of the mothers would opt for post-birth abortions if that was the case but i said this day was going to come and here we got this demon possessed devil from the pit of hell who's At the spear tip of trying to take away all the guns in virginia that you know it's like you know getting the ultimate morality lesson from satan telling me that you know we need to be able to kill the babies at birth you know because that's kind of how he talks and then also saying that you know he knows what's best for gun control i mean it's just it's incomprehensible
2: team coverage tonight including white house correspondent mark irons with the reaction from one of president trump's closest advisors but we begin with Capitol Hill correspondent, Jason Calvey, who tells us now what, this is
0: a real easy one for Trump to side on and get a few more popular votes with his with his base. I mean, come on. I mean, he doesn't have to do th- this. Isn't like he's bending over backwards. This is like a no. This is an easy one for Trump to get behind and and for people that feel, again, all nice and warm and fuzzy because Trump really wasn't on board with these comments.
2: Life lawmakers are doing to fight for the unborn, Jason.
0: Wyatt, national outrage erupted after
7: New York's abortion law and the failed bill in Virginia. Pro-life leaders say it shows just how radical abortion supporters are. And they hope to use this issue to persuade the country to vote pro-life in 2020. Senator Ben Sass of Nebraska wants action now. This is infanticide that we're talking about. Republican Ben Sass blasts Governor Ralph Northam of Virginia for supporting a bill in his state that would have allowed abortion up until and during birth. We're talking about a little baby
3: girl who's been born and is on a table in a hospital or a medical facility, and then a decision or a debate would be had about whether or not you could kill that
7: little baby. SAS noted it's the biggest debate in the country over the last couple of days. But yesterday, Democrats claimed they hadn't heard Governor Northam's comments. I- I'm sorry, I just don't
0: know what he said well, Of yesterday. course, of course. Here's what Virginia's governor... Nancy Pelosi's going to play dumb, you know, because even she, as wicked of a witch as she is, she's even going to have a hard time, you know, getting behind that one. Did say... The
6: infant would be delivered... Uh, the infant would be kept comfortable. Uh, the infant would be resuscitated if, if that's what the uh, mother and the family desired. And then a discussion would ensue between the physicians and the mothers.
0: Now, Senator, uh, did, did you get that? So the, the infant would be kept comfortable and delivered and, and resuscitated, and, and then a discussion would begin between the, the, the mothers and the and the physicians, as if we want to kill the baby or not okay so that's where we're at in this country where they're debating on and this is already going on okay this is already going on there are already women that are aborting their children after they're born um i don't know if i got into that last week or if it was i just just put out a report on that just uh, i believe it might have been the last newsletter I put out so much information I can't, but no, it was it was on story after story after story of nurses recounting that the mother was like, oh, get the baby away from me. I don't want to see it. Is it dead yet? You know, put it in a room. by." And I don't know, I guess this is going on. So this is just the natural progression of when evil increases and, and overtakes a country. And again, you know, what is it? Over 4,000 abortions every day in America. And those are just the ones we know about how can god not judge that H- how this has been going on for decades and the church essentially kind of does nothing because we had the power initially to stop this but they didn't and we've do- not done a whole lot since then collectively and again like i said if we got all the 501c3 churches and and and, and they repented and, and they started praying and fasting and, and actually being proactive with the government we could This could have been shut down a long time ago. But it's not happening under the guise of laziness and political correctness and probably a lot of other factors. As is fast-tracking his bill to protect children who
3: survive abortions. Everyone in the Senate ought to be able to say unequivocally that killing that little baby is wrong. This doesn't take any political courage. And if you can't say that, if there's a member of this body that can't say that, there may be lots of
7: work you can do in the world, but you shouldn't be here. And yeah. pro-life groups will try to oust
0: pro-abortion lawmakers, including in Virginia.
1: They overplayed their hand. They pulled back
0: the curtain. And they but they're sh- not able to oust anybody because, number one, the voting system is rigged. And number two, they've brought in all these illegal aliens that I reported on last week, and they're taking over the voting blocks and the demographics. They're, they're much... They're they're voting because they're, they're, the hand that's feeding them, which they don't want to bite, is telling them, okay, listen, we brought you over here for free. You're getting all these benefits and citizenship and all this stuff in the country. You're getting free medical care and all this other stuff. Well, you're going to vote the way we tell you to vote. And they're compliant with it. And they come out of countries a lot of times that are socialistic and communistic or whatever, and that's all they've ever known anyway. And now they're actually getting benefits, though, living here in America. So... Yeah, they're gonna vote the way the Democrats.
1: Vote Virginians and they showed the entire United States of America what the abortion lobby is really about.
0: Virginia's Republican
7: majority leader says it's a warning.
0: They have now been exposed uh, in what they believe and the things they embrace and the legislation they would clearly advance if they had the opportunity.
7: Democratic Senator Tim Kaine of Virginia, his office says he did not support the failed abortion bill. But he wouldn't comment on the controversy surrounding Governor Northam's words. Senator Ben Sass's proposal would punish doctors who don't treat infants surviving abortions. The House passed the same bill in 2018. Only six Democrats voted for it. Wyatt?
2: Jason, I understand Catholic leaders across the nation have been condemning the failed Virginia bill.
7: That's right, Archbishop Joseph Nauman, who's in charge of the U.S. Bishops' Pro-Life Committee, he says it shocks the conscience, he accuses Governor Northam, of senseless disrespect for new human life. And he's not alone. Senator Marco Rubio of Florida writes, extremism has become the mainstream in the Democratic Party.
0: Marco Rubio, I mean, closet, you know, sodomite, and then the Catholic Church. I mean, it's pretty bad when you've got mouthpieces for Satan condemning something because it's so wicked. You know which is what we have there in both those instances, so um, and isn't it ironic that this happened this year and you know this guy's still governor and he's he's proposing to and now he's at and, and again it's like if you give the devil an inch, he'll take a mile. Now he's at the spear tip of taking your guns away. So because he wasn't ousted from office over these abortion comments, now look what's happened in Virginia within the same year. I just think it's kind of a of a crazy kind of crazy coincidence you know it may not be the only reason from a from a scriptural or from a um from a spiritual standpoint but it sure can't help well you know again this was um and i'll read you the last sentence going back to this report it says that with november 8th story at nc renegade titled hey virginia Molan labe um warning that governor ralph northam Northam, which is the one that wants abortion after birth, had confirmed the state was working on a gun confiscation program. Northam mentioned universal background checks banning the sale of what they term as assault weapons which are semi-automatic rifles essentially and high capacity magazines, anything over 10 rounds restoring and restoring the law that limits, limits purchases to one gun gun a month and a red flag law that would empower a court to temporarily remove a gun from a person deemed to be at risk to himself or others. Um Northram, the ones that the one that wants abortion, you know, after birth says we will start, we will at least start with those what we just mentioned there. So, with the state of Virginia giving us a look at what the national democratic agenda will most likely be in 2021, should they win the presidency in 2020, there will be gun confiscations and further demonization of law-abiding American citizens if they are Second Amendment supporters. Now, why are they saying that for sure? Well, because they're saying that Virginia's been turned totally red now, okay? So we have that as a place we can look and look to see what happens when Democrat get in total... Majority power. All right. Well, if Virginia is any, and then you look at California, if Virginia is any example, if California is any example, you know, there will be gun confiscations and further demonization of law abiding American citizens if they are Second Amendment supporters. Now, again, I temper this with the fact that Trump's in on all of this and he's part of the theater that we're seeing unfold with all the impeachment proceedings and all the other stuff that's just designed to keep us totally focused in on. Trump being a good guy, and he's got to be a good guy because they're trying to impeach him. And and I'll ignore all the other stuff about Trump, even though he's a child molester and all this other stuff. And he's always been wicked from going way, way back in the day, and all this other stuff, you know, his association with Epstein and all the wicked things he's doing, you know, behind closed doors to, um, you know, bring in the toilet to tap water and the 5G agenda and ultimately take away our guns. And we're going to prove that again today. Even though he's trying to feign that he's like this great guy and here for the people, he's a pathological liar. And again, it says should they win the should they win the presidency, meaning the Democrats. Now granted, I'm not saying the agenda wouldn't get overtly more in your face worse in 2020 if the Democrats but at least at bare minimum a lot of people would be woke up and realize that Trump's not gonna be there to save you anymore. Which I think again this complacency that's fallen over people over Trump has allowed them to get away with far more under Trump than they would have ever gotten away because there would have been more massive pushback. Look at the massive pushback now they're experiencing in Virginia. People that are finally waking up and they're creating these sanctuary counties. Well, this is what needs to happen all over America from a morality standpoint, from a a standpoint of Trump's not here to save you. But still, there's this gigantic demographic of trump supporters that are asleep now because they think trump's going to win 2020 and and everything's going to be hunky dory and everything's great now so i look at this a little bit differently than the average person who is still thinking trump's a great guy so bear that in mind as i read these things out because they're 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 written the most of all the report all the reports in alternative media are written from the standpoint that trump is a good guy uh going further it says patriots or militia members high on their list along with vilifying of christians and conservatives will be the ones that you know that those are the ones that will be targeted the second amendment reads a well-regulated militia be necessary to the security of the free state the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed but that doesn't matter to satan the following excerpt which comes to us from a story over at gun rights watch titled virginia has become an overnight tidal wave of of second amendment sanctuary cities the sudden flood of resolutions to protect gun owners will soon envelop most of the state well people are finally seeing rubber meets the road i'm going to be in a county that is going to ban guns well you know what now it's really starting to get real a lot of people. Do you know what this means? This means that at bare minimum, you're gonna have people that are um either they're gonna have to I I guess they have one of two options. They can stay in their county when all these laws get enacted, which they most likely will unless there's enough pushback, prayer, and fasting against it. Um they're either gonna have to stay in their respective counties and hide their guns or hope they can hide them um or they're gonna have to turn them in if they're registered if they bought them and registered them and and all that other stuff or they're gonna have to move to these sanctuary counties now this is a really big deal for a lot of people having to pick up and move your whole life what if you have a job in that particular area what if you live in a house that that you know you're like you've got tons of payments into and the real estate market isn't that great. And you can't afford to take a bath on selling it. And there's no jobs in any of the other areas. Maybe you want to move because you have a connection in your particular, maybe you live your there your whole life. Oh, it's no big deal. Just, just pick up and move to one of the sanctuary counties where at least you'll be able to have your guns. That's where it's getting to right now. I mean, Virginia borders my state, you know, North Carolina. And it, I, I, emailed one of my friends the, the one that i go in the 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 we go and do spiritual warfare prayer and i'm like i said man i said this is we border this state that's how close this is getting and um it's not going away they the, just from the standpoint of the illegal alien invasion alone not only did they have the ability to rig the vote systems and, and it is not only as both sides are controlled opposition republicans and democrats Okay, but at least the Republicans have to put on a facade of being against this. You know, Trump tried to do some really overt, in your face stuff on the gun control stuff, which I pointed out just in the last year, but there was enough pushback to that that Trump had to back off. He wants it, he's controlled by Satan and the Illuminati and Lucifer, okay? Um, but he as a republican in name only has to still put on the facade that he's here to protect your second amendment rights he's not is really the reality we'll prove that again today but at least he has to put on the facade for now okay the democrats are not shackled by that same concept at all they're coming for your guns and they're going to be in your face that they're coming for your guns but see, at least what's happening in Virginia is people are waking up now. The sudden flood of resolutions to protect gun owners will soon envelop most of the state shows us just how quickly Virginians have revolted against future, against future um, government tyranny there with most of the state becoming Second Amendment sanctuary counties. Well, I hope it's most of the state. In a series of rapidly changing developments, Virginia is undergoing wholesale rebellion by rural and even suburban counties, re- rejecting the oppressive gun control agenda recently revealed by the new incoming Democratic Control Legislature. Gun owners all across Old Dominion, which I guess is Virginia, have been up in arms since anti-gun forces took the House and the Senate in the recent election and are now preparing to resist having their arms taken away from them in any way possible. Enter the second amendment sanctuary counties the county level defensive tactic that originally began in oregon close to a decade ago then popularized in in illinois has now spread to over a dozen states it comes as no surprise That with a few other options and a little to lose and little to lose many communities in the state are vowing not to take part in any gun confiscation schemes or enforcement of unconstitutional laws designed to make private citizens less able to defend themselves. The speed at which they reacted is a testament to how furious they are that their state government now wishes to infringe on their rights. Even and even dozen counties have passed gun owner sanctuary resolutions already with new ones coming in on, on a near nearly daily basis now here's a map but this map again i was like a couple weeks oh as of eleven twenty-five. okay so this is about you know around a week by the time you hear the study there's already a lot more um counties that have already adopted this and what it shows you is a map of all the counties of virginia and then it shows you in red there's where a red county is where no action is being taken to make it a second amendment sanctuary city meaning the red ones probably are very very liberal and um, flooded with illegal aliens the red counties listed Um, if you see a more of a tan color there is progress being made if you see them yellow it's voting soon on that concept of becoming a second amendment sanctuary county and the green ones have already passed resolutions now there's a lot of green ones already and there's a lot of them are voting soon. And a lot of them are progress. The, the, the major the minority are where they're the red, which where there's no actions being taken place. That's encouraging. That is encouraging. But again, like I've said before, Trump's not gonna save anybody. Grassroots, prayer, fasting by the actual remnant of God is really the only thing that's gonna push back the tide of evil. You know, that's, I, I've said that for, for years. So um, that's all I have for part one. I'm over on time here um, and God bless you. And we will see you in part two.
1: Scott Johnson's 1000 plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24 seven on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's dot com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70 Southeast, Number 321, Hickory, NC 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at ContendingForTruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.